0: what's up everybody welcome to the drink like a man podcast so excited to finish up the second part of our interview with reese bowen uh episode two london calling part two reese gets into some awesome topics pain in the progress perspective shift of acceptance the fear of monday fitting in the positive side of sobriety Detox protocol, which I thought was super interesting, and my favorite kettlebells and alcohol. So he definitely shares his story of why this is worth fighting for, and I can't wait to finish this up with this with uh, with Reese. So hope you enjoy. So the big question is this: How do men who are leaders, entrepreneurs? Single, married, fathers, sons. How do we find the way to remove alcohol from our drinking and have it be the catalyst to transform the way we think, perform, work, live, and love? That's the question, and this podcast will help you find that answer. I don't...
1: No, I don't knock that. I mean, I love Date with Destiny. I love UPW, 10X. I mean, they've been amazing experiences. But a lot of those experiences I went to weren't just to grow, it wasn't just to learn. It was because I felt I didn't have something inside of me, which I've always had. And I think that's one thing you get out of sobriety. And I wanted to just make sure I check myself here and, and honor the fact that I haven't drank since January. Like, I'm not trying to come off like I've been sober for. Months and years and, and 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 believe me, it's been a roller coaster. There's been more pain than there's been more dark than light so far. And that's how I know I'm on a journey worth fighting. Like the foes have been big on this this journey hmm. of, of of sobriety. But now you you settle down a little bit and you do go sober and you're like, oh, okay, maybe I don't need to worry about all the things that I'm not. What about all the things that I am? And you just, your mind starts to change. At least my mind has started to just slowly make that, make that shift to, it's okay if I get it wrong. It's okay if I make mistakes. Like, so what? Like, bring it. Like, I'll give you you a a literal example that I think you or most people can relate to. Um, Finish work on a Friday, you get home, you have a glass of wine or a beer. Some people go to a bar, you know, I've got three kids, I go home. A glass of wine the minute I get home and probably two or three glasses deep by seven, eight o'clock. I may not drink tons that night, but I'll definitely have it's never just two glasses of wine. Let's let's put it that way. Wake up Saturday, a little bit foggy, you work out to try and get rid of the fog, you know, you have a few more, have a drink in the middle of the day, one, two o'clock, three o'clock, your first drink. Go through Saturday. Sunday you like where you've got work the next day. Yeah, like trying to get your together because you probably had way more on Saturday night than you expected to. And you get into this cycle, this loop. Sunday night comes around. We'd cook dinner in our house, cup couple glass of wine, watch a movie and do something. And already the dread or fear of work is there for the next day. Hmm. Truth is, it's not the dread of work or the fear of work. It's the dread of fear of how you're going to fit in knowing that it's Monday. Nothing to do with, to do with the other people around you. It's nothing to do with the job. You'll make it about the job and the colleagues that you think, do, and don't like you. It ain't nothing to do with that. Mm. How you feel you're going to fit in to that scenario on Monday. That's how I saw it. And I, I don't know if it's like that for everybody, mm. but it's has, has made me realise that, that you go to work Monday and you're not fresh. And you're not recharged. you're not You're not ready to get at it. You're not ready to, you know... Deliver all those financial and career and aspirational dreams, which you say are important. Mm. The truth, is going Monday morning, half cup from the weekend, absolutely exhausted. By four thirty or five o'clock, you're already thinking the Monday about going home and having your next glass of wine, and that cycle just just repeats, just just repeats. And I think that go back to what you said, like time. I've been sober so far. That's evaporated. That's just gone. I mean, it's just—it's gone. I'm accepting of what I am. If I—I if I make mistakes in my personal life, with my wife, with my kids, with work, with me, with family, I'm like, so what? Yeah. When you make mistakes, when you drink all the time, a little chatter thing in your head gets super defensive. Mm-hmm. Really, it's very blaming. Really, it's crushing you inside. It's not—it's not. You may come off as defensive, but really like a self-loathing thing starts to kick in that that was my experience with
0: alcohol at least yeah yeah for sure and and I I related to so much of that especially the self-loathing the that inner dialogue is so detrimental and and I've heard it said that that mind battle is one between or the battle is one between the the ears Hmm. I actually need to find out who quoted that, but but um, for me, that, that that mindset, that inner dialogue, is such a big part of like you were saying, start of the week, start and, and how something like alcohol just starts robbing you from uh, from from living life, and I, uh, and 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 I love that that um, that I'm really glad that that you shared like your sobriety time because I actually want to speak into that and, and, and to interview you. uh, Besides that, I think you're awesome. Like that journey is, is exactly what, what I, what I wanted to kind of talk about. And I guess looking back all the way to like January, what would be something you would tell yourself today? Now that you know what you know, what you've been through, what you've been through, what would you tell yourself back then as you're starting off? um and and what kind of conversation would you have (laughs) sure i wrote a letter
1: to myself i could probably dig it up and read it i could tell you what i really said to myself at the time but i don't know i think i don't know what i'd say to myself that day if if it was reese today speaking i would just say thank you i'd say thank you You no it's changed my life man
0: that's awesome
1: my life. every relationship I've got is deeper is richer I'm a better husband I'm a better father you know kids don't lie I've always been close to my kids mm. I can't sit down or lay down without my kids being on top of me in some capacity right now um I'm more honest to my my business partner I was dishonest before but I'm more a more honest in, in an unspoken way um, I would, I would say thank you. I would say thank you for you know, standing up and being prepared to give it a go. Yeah. If I failed, I would just get back on. Life is about failing, man. I, I don't need to be sober every single day for the rest of my life to consider myself a success. That's something that sobriety gives you, the good parts. So you're right, You can talk about the negativity of alcoholism, Mm-hmm. of alcohol but there, there is there's a, po- there's a positive side to sobriety mm-hmm. outweighs the negative the inner peace the inner connectedness the unspoken truth you have with people like the the unspoken truth you have with yourself it starts with yourself if you don't feel you're being truthful with yourself mm. it's possible to be truthful with other people I'll just go back to go back to my man in January and say, thank you. Like, you're really, you're really, really done yourself a favor.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome, man. And And I, I, I guess the, the last question I would have is what, what's something that maybe I, I did not mention or, or maybe it's something that you would want to share. And I, I guess it's pretty similar to this, but, but what would be something that you would want to share with, someone that's considering starting this that's 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 scared about man what what's what's life going to be like I use it to relax I use it to to socialize I but I don't know how to get started and 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 is it is it is it going to pay off is it is it really worth the the struggle so if there's one thing that maybe I would have, I had left out in our questions, or or something that you would want to share with that person that's not there yet, but is considering, and it's just like, man, this is becoming a problem, and 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 I wanna, I'm I'm thinking I I want to go for a year, six months, or maybe one day at a time. What what would you say to them?
1: Well, I think firstly, I ain't nobody to say nothing to no one because that's just not that's just not how genuine. Connection comes across. Mm. Uh, I'd also say that everyone knows anyone who's got that battle with alcohol or battle with drugs, or in America what's very um, big is uh, prescription drugs. So everyone's got if you have a battle with an addiction, you know it could be porn, it could be sex, it could be gambling. There's a lot of addictions in this world. You already know the answer. You already know the answer of giving it up. You don't. You don't need me to say it. You, You know, you know, know the answer is freedom. That's the truth. Mm. The answer is is definitely freedom. Um, So, whether that, it's not like me kind of getting on a pedestal. I think we all innately know that because our soul is speaking to ourselves. But I'd say something else. I'd say it's freaking brutal. It was brutal. It was just, I remember how brutal it was on the first Saturdays. I'd be sitting there at, Twelve one o'clock in the afternoon, I'd have got up, done all my chores to my wife's amazement. The chores were done by like midday. I'd have played with the kids. I'd have taken them out twice. The kids would be exhausted. They'd be like, "Dad, leave me alone, man!" Like, let me watch some TV. And I'd be standing in the house, and I'd be, and it was almost like, um, like if you meditate a lot, you get to this point sometimes where you detach sounds thought and like bodily feeling and you're just like present Mm. and this this wasn't good presence at the time i considered this bad presence but i was in my house after all the chores playing with the kids presence hits me and i'm like what the hell am i gonna do with my day wow this time like my body was my my you said between the ears yeah my habits craving a drink i'm just like standing there and sat there going oh my god what am i going to do with my time what am i going to do with myself and it was it was painful dude i mean it was it was difficult going out for i want to touch back on this on the social part because i think that's worth that's worth exploring but yeah i enjoy really going out with people my poor wife would have to like Drink in another room have a glass of wine in another room because I just it was hard to be around mm. I was hard to be around
0: mm.
1: um, it was a very 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 tough journey I would talk about it every day to everyone I said I would, I would be that person even if I was like talking about it too much I didn't care mm. I wanted to share mm. and not not hide behind it yeah um, so I went through this really tough period of where I battled and whether it was the grace of God, my previous experiences, my kids, my wife, I don't really know what it was. Another thing that worked for me, and somebody else can explore this um, for themselves, there's a, there's a detox protocol that probably doesn't get the, the claim it deserves mm. because of the person that invented it. The person who really fleshed this protocol out was the guy that started Scientology. His name was O. Ron Hubbard. Mm. He talks about sitting in a sauna for five hours a day. And um, he claims the science of the protocol is by taking excessively increasing doses of niacin. Mm-hmm. You break open, the, break open the fat particles of your body. Mm-hmm. Sauna causes you to sweat and the toxins that are stored within the fat particles come out Mm -hmm. and you basically detox toxins whether it be physical toxins which in my case were almost every recreational drug for 10 or 15 years you can imagine alcohol but also emotional experience you actually detox emotional experiences So I don't say this for other people to go and do. I can only share what was truthful for myself. So I go through this really, really tough process of giving up alcohol. Just so tough. And my soul guided me to take this detox protocol. And I sat in a sauna for 60 to 90 minutes every single day, taking thousands, what became thousands of grams of niacin. And dude, I detoxed everything. I, I came up on ecstasy one night. I was putting the kids to bed on a Sunday and I came back up on a, you call it Marley in the U S like a, an ecstasy pill from my youth. I detox depression. I detox cigarettes after a few days. My mouth was just like that day when you smoke, oh, that day you smoked 20 cigarettes at that party. How disgusting you felt the next day. Mm-hmm. I, I was de- I, I had this headache. I could not work away. I had this headache had a three day hangover cause so I was detoxing the alcohol and it just wow. kept coming out of me. Um, and so I thought that was a very tough experience. Mm. I got through when it was time to come off that protocol. I took like seismic leaps forward towards sobriety. Wow. Does that that makes sense. Like when I got through that, I just, it was a lot easier. It wasn't easy, but it was a lot easier. Like I had shed some physical and emotional toxins from my body and I'd been through like like a bit of a test, like a rite of passage and succeeded. I think that underpinned my, you know, my journey that I'm still
0: on. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. um, Thank you for sharing that. And I think you also wanted to, to touch on the social side um, yeah, I, I still struggle with that. I'm not going to lie. Like, if I I
1: don't want to, I want to be straight up. If you are going to share this content, and I still struggle with it. Actually, it's fine going out for a couple of drinks with people where they have a couple of drinks. Mm-hmm. The third drink is pretty boring. Yeah, um, and for a long time, I um, I wrestled that because I thought it was me. Oh, you know, they're having a good time. Don't spoil their fun. Mm-hmm. I've just realised if you're out with a group and they're just they're getting ripped it just isn't that fun like there comes a point maybe this is just me because i'm a boring mofo i don't know but it probably that probably you know what that's what it is but there comes a point by three four drinks where you can just tell you're not interested anymore to people that are drinking and they just no one's rude to you no one like tells you to go away but they just turn the other way and chat to the other man that's on the same level as them Mm-hmm. Uh, and I still struggle with that like I still I still struggle in two ways I struggle going out people have lots of drinks after a certain point I just go home it's just easier just to go home mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to stay at to 1am I just want to go home but the second part is I still the judgment part is still inside me like I haven't you know I still judge my poor wife I probably judge the most like I don't mean to but It's like Friday or Saturday night, and she's had a couple of glasses of wine. And inside, I'm telling myself, "Oh, I just wish she wouldn't drink today." There's nothing about her; she's had two glasses of wine after taking care of three kids for the entire day, right? She's it's her time to relax. Yeah, there's still that judgment part of me that I'm uh, I'm still moving through that thing like that. You know, that'll probably always be there, but hopefully, a lot less. Yeah, makes sense. Absolutely, absolutely. What's your experience with that? Like, you do—is it okay going out with people that are drinking excessively,
0: or? Well, excessively, I I think what happens what is that excessively, huh? What do you call excessively? Well, when the point, so I, and I, and and I guess I wanna I wanna differentiate one thing, which is like I remember clearly and vividly definitely a lot of times and 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 definitely towards the end where my, my purpose of drinking wasn't to to savor a beer or to enjoy a glass of wine or to even socialize to drink some nice whiskey that might have been the excuse i used with others but really i wanted to just disappear i wanted to I wanted to calm the chatter, but it was to just like get messed up. And I, I guess not messed up, but I just wanted to feel okay. You, you, you want to detach, you associate detaching. Yes. You know, Alcohol is a great way of detaching.
1: Yes. Honestly, I, think, I think very few people who have our, have our tendencies, and I think a lot of people can relate to this. They say they drink because they like the taste, they, they, you know, they want a glass of wine. I, it's my humble belief that most people drink to, to, to detach, and the more stuff you haven't processed, the more you need to detach. And this is the this is the kicker: the more you habitualize the detachment, the more you drink. Like if you allow yourself to habitualize it, you just start drinking more, more, and more, and more.
0: So yeah, I've been I, I out and. Yeah, for me it was it was kind of it became a solution, but then a solution that stopped working because it it's did it it become a solution or or did it become a way of life? I think a little bit of both. Like like uh, for me, it was definitely a solution. The only working solution that I had to to just at one point to deal with life, and I couldn't stop thinking about the next time I could just be numb again because. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to feel what I was going through. And I didn't really see another solution to it. I didn't know there was a better way. I didn't know there was a way to get through it. To wow. live the, I thought I had feeling issues because I was like, why is it so overwhelming for me? And it seems like so okay for everyone. And, and like one of my bottoms was, was when, when, when the friends were like going home, like it is 1, 2, 3 a.m. on a weekday, then, then, then I'm, I'm still there i'm still there because i'm so afraid of tomorrow and 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 i was a blackout drinker so so um i talking about detachment you know like my consciousness went away and but that's that's essentially a lot of times that's where i wanted to go and then and what, what, which which and then i wasn't grateful for because there were so many consequences with what was happening in my life um, because of that kind of behavior habitually, the habitual detachment. I love that you said that. And then, and then today socializing, it's it's a combination of things. Because I want again to to be part of the world, but not not disingenuine of me. I I uh, and I, I guess what what, I, what I'm trying to say with that is like if I am spiritually fit to go somewhere, then I I can endure certain things that would typically trigger me or make me feel uncomfortable. And feeling uncomfortable is, is I think, part of it because I have a lot of expectations when I go to places of myself Mm -hmm. where I have to, and, and being someone that I, I've interacted with you socially and, and you can talk to anyone you feel like in a room whenever you want. And, and, and I feel like I could relate a lot to that because I, I felt that I would, I'd be able to make connections really quick. And, 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 um. but there were times where, where, and there still is times where I have to check like, what's my expectation? What, um what my purpose is in going somewhere and, and are my, am I trying to be super Johan or am I just trying to be okay with Johan? And it's been a getting to know process as I get along with other people and have conversations that I'm trying to be present, to listen, to be part of. And then, and then the, the other side of it, the socializing side is that I talk to other people also that are on this journey that has been game changer for me. Yeah. It, which sometimes it's hard it's hard to to relate to other people that aren't on your journey yeah because it feels lonely
1: yeah also people kind of think but reese it's not that bad like reese you're not not an alcoholic right dude you just have a few drinks and i'm like no man no man like i may have dialed it in but i've done epic carnage to my body from the age of Sixteen, seventeen onwards I mean I mean you know it's amazing I'd be 16 17 18 20 you go out and have eight or 10 pints of beer you know five or six vodka and cranberries or gin and tonics and then go clubbing
0: yeah
1: I and mean, that's like nothing you'd be like to your point get up the next day bacon egg sandwich and go to work and all that stuff just caught up with me and it would take there was no depression in the early days, mm-hmm. but I felt like towards the end I could just look at a bottle of wine and get depressed. <laughs> I could just look at a bottle of wine, and <laughs> like it just all just came into that funnel that I mentioned.
0: Yeah, because sometimes like when I would look at it, I was like, "It's just consequences now." Like I'm seeing it, I can't help it, but I'm happy. I'm rushing towards the consequences because it was the only way that I knew how, and like I was so terrified. I was so terrified of the idea that there might not be a solution, but there might be, and I'm just like not willing or can't. Mm.
1: Here's, a, here's, I'll share. here's an insight that I have had. I, I won't be scared to share my insights. You know, Sometimes you don't want to put yourself out there because they can come back to slap you, but f it. So uh, you know, one of the things I learned, and I learned this from a guy called Pavel Tetsuin, was if I just touched my kettlebell every single day, weirdly I got fit. And some days I would just, some days I couldn't work out. But I would just go into that, into my little room in my house. And I would touch mm-hmm. my kettlebell. I know it sounds really daft, but I found the days I touched my kettlebell, I ended up more often than not swinging it, more often than not doing a couple of get-ups, more often than not stretching, opening my back, just going in and touching the kettlebell. Really always led at the cause and effect. Right? I'm trying to strip out the the mind here, the ego here, the thoughts here, because we've, we've, spent, we've spent time sharing thoughts and opinions. But yeah. I touched the kettlebell, I just found I started to get fit. And I think there's a connection there between the kettlebell and units of alcohol. Mm. Like some people play it off more than others. Some people have a personality that can appear confident. Some people can have a style that. Oh, you know, just a couple of drinks. But let, let's strip all that bullshit out and just measure it by units of alcohol. I am positive there's a threshold that is true than everybody. That if you hit a certain amount of certain amount of units of alcohol per week or per month, whatever this measurement is, life is much worse for alcohol.
0: Mm.
1: Much worse. And, and and I've noticed this that since going sober, it's incredible the amount. Up to me privately and said, "Dude, I really respect what you're doing. I've wanted to do this myself for a long time. Like, thank you for so mm. so. It's really been fascinating how many people have, have, have said that to me. Mm. But to strip all these thoughts out of it, and I don't know what this number is. But if you drink a certain amount per week, mm. my guess is you are showing the negative effects, stroke traits of alcoholism. Mm. You are." Um, and it's not just being things like less productive, not growing your career, mm-hmm. you know, having a beer belly, so that, yeah, it, it may be that, but it's not that. It's probably more that you're poisoning your body, mm. you're um, destroying, you're disconnecting from your soul, you're uh, diminishing your energy, you're changing how your organs work within your body, you're changing your sleep patterns. Mm. changing how you interact with people you're more defensive you know open to experiences when they come there and he's all more fact-based than just having a, you know a beer. Mm. And i i think that's really true like i think people don't talk about that part enough all mm. relate to the days we black out or you wake up with a you know you called some guy for an iv drip or you went to the bar and got into a fight or you know you spend a thousand dollars on your card or you hit the club. Like, you know, we've all got different experiences. You, you kissed someone you shouldn't have kissed. You hear about that a lot. You know, people who lose marriages, it's nearly always the alcohol. Yeah. So you, you hear about that, but I think everyone's got this going on inside them. That, that's my belief. That everyone's got this in some capacity happening in their life. Mm-hmm. healing it. And I, and I think that right at the very top of that is the self-loathing. Is the discontentment? Is the anxiety? Is the oh, fear? You know, uh, the negativity.
0: Awesome, man! Thank you, thank you for sharing that. Thank you for. I don't want to. I don't want to keep us too much longer, but um, I just wanted to say thank you for um, for sharing your story, for sharing your experience, for sharing your journey, for getting vulnerable. And I, I admire your courage. I, ad- I am so glad that you're on this journey, that you've shared this journey with me, and, and that you were really honest, man. That it, 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 there's, there's some hard times in this, but, but I, I love some of the core things that, that you definitely said, which was, and, and I know this because I know you, and, and I, I wish everyone knew this about you, where it's like, you love your family so much you love you you work on you and 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 it's and it's so genuine and 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 i, I love how you shared that you're a better husband you're a better dad you're a better you and that's worth fighting for mm. and that, that's what that's the message i got and 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 i hope um i i i believe that that uh it's gonna it's gonna be encouraging to so many people so thanks again for for sharing And I appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thanks again for joining us today. So grateful. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to us on the platform that you're currently listening to on the podcast. Remember, there's going to be new episodes every Monday. And I just want to say thank you for your time and have an amazing day.